0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit swiftlysocial.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have Jessie Kavanaugh here today. So, Jessie is a mindset coach and she loves helping women, especially mothers, um, really crush it in the business and mindset space. So, welcome, Jessie. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, it's so great to meet you. And Please tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. Sure,
0: well, um, as you said, I'm a mindset coach and mama mentor for mums with a burning desire for more. So I'm in the business of helping women retrain their brains, reignite their passions, and organize the hell out of their lives, really, so that they can create a life and a business. Um, that they love, filled with passion, purpose, abundance, and joy. That's that's kind of my gig at the moment.
1: Nice. So how did you get started in this? What's your journey like to where you are now?
0: Right. Well, many moons ago now, it almost seems like a, a whole lifetime ago. I started <laughs> doing doing the usual, um, you know, uni, getting a job. I mm-hmm. um, started in a job that I didn't particularly like. Um, and from there after about five years or so, I just got very over doing it because I thought that that's the only way I could have security and safety and, you know, the house and the picket fence and Mm -hmm. dog and two and a half kids, that kind of thing. Um, but eventually decided that, that being complacent and living a life of mediocrity just didn't sit well with me. I just, I couldn't imagine doing it for any length of time. Mm-hmm. So from there I slowly transitioned over to, um, to turning my passion for yoga and meditation into a business. Um, and that all started, started part-time. I was a bit scared to jump all in. I know there are a lot of people that advocate jumping straight in, but for me it just it didn't seem possible. So I slowly transitioned into the yoga, Pilates, PT, health world and did that for a while, um, which automatically led to um, or rolled into doing more health and wellness coachings. But that was purely um, from, from a health perspective more so than mindset. Um, but as I continued along the, um, the coaching journey. People wanted more mindset-driven. They were interested in their health, but what really was the underlying factor to all that was their mindset. They had issues with moving forward or with not being productive. Um, So it kind of just naturally progressed into more mindset coaching. Hmm. Um, And then I became a mum myself and realised that Um, I would look at other coaches um, for inspiration, but I'd find myself thinking that's great, but I see that, you know, you're single or maybe they were um, in a relationship but didn't have what I thought were um, massive responsibilities. So they were able to just take off and, you know, explore the world or follow their passions with abandon because they didn't have that heavy responsibility of a family um, so I couldn't really relate. And then once I realised it 100% is possible to do all of those things with the family, um, that's when I knew that I had to step out into that space as well to kind of lead by example, to show that it is absolutely possible to do all of those things with with that heavy responsibility, I guess, of mm-hmm. a family, as you think as a mum, that you've got all of this stress and responsibility on your shoulders alone. So sometimes things like that just seem a bit insurmountable. Yeah.
1: So that's,
0: that's kind of the journey I took to get to where I am now.
1: So what did your family think when you were like, well, I'm starting this business and here I go. Were they yep. like shocked?
0: Um, my husband wasn't at all. He knew it was he knew it was happening his only thing was that's okay you'll retire me one day won't you <laughs> yeah. he very much wants to be a stay-at-home dad so that's our plan for the future but um outside of that um family were definitely very cautious or uh, they knew gr- growing up that the conventional nine to five probably wasn't my thing but didn't really think that I would be brave enough I guess to take the leap and go against everybody's kind of recommendations and um, the advice was well-meaning but it was just misguided for me every time they would say oh you know keep keep your foot in um, because I was a nurse so keep your registration up keep um, keep contact with the hospitals you know all of that all the just in case Mm -hmm. and that took a while to for me personally to get my mindset out of the oh this will probably fail so I should have a backup plan so I guess I think that was the hardest the hardest part was it wasn't so much they didn't believe in me but they were very old old school I guess
1: yeah
0: in terms of this is just the way it's done if if you want all of the security um which yeah is a bit of a fast these days with how unstable everything is Um, but I guess that's just, that's all conditioning and kind of living through their experience as well. So yeah, there was a bit of shock there when I finally took the plunge and cut all cords.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, and parents want the best for us ultimately. And their fear was probably just them being like, well, I don't want to see my kid fail.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And the more I took ownership, I guess, as well of what I was doing rather than kind of saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this thing, you know, coming from yeah. that place of conviction of, yeah, I'm going to make this work. This is what I'm doing and boom, boom, boom. Then you kind of give them the confidence as well and they're more likely to kind of back you and feel better themselves as well.
1: Yeah. So what do you think gave you the courage to kind of step out and do this big movement or calling that you have to help women and moms in particular? Um,
0: I think I just, I felt like I had to. I felt once I kind of made that, and it's not one of those absolutely life-changing revelations. Like there was no rock bottom for me. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: With big... You know, seismic shift that happened. It was just, I thought life was too short not to. And if the thing that kept holding me back was the thought that, and it was, it was that old mentality of this is just not how it's done. If you want a family, if you want safety and security, you just can't do these things. You can dabble probably, but unless you've got your foot kind of in one foot in security and the other in following your dreams. Um, it's irresponsible and it's just not possible. And once I finally realized that that's a load of fluff
1: <laughs>
0: basically then I just kind of felt an obligation to to share that and to show um, more lead by example because you can talk um, you can talk the talk and some people will believe you, but unless you're actually a living breathing example of, what you're preaching. I think it's um, generally you can just take it with a grain of salt. So Mm -hmm. I felt kind of an obligation to actually put my mindset um, or my new beliefs into practice. And I think that's what gave me the, gave me the drive.
1: So does mindfulness and mindset work uh, go hand in hand with your parenting then?
0: It does for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know not everybody, it's not everybody's bag, the whole mindfulness thing, um, whether it's a time thing or I'm, my husband has his own way of um, kind of accessing that state of mindfulness. It's very, very different to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I find it essential if I want to do all the things um, and do, it, do them well. It's, it's an essential for me.
1: So, what does that look like for you? How do you parent mindfully?
0: Um, I, it's the old cliche of filling your cup first. I know a lot of people preach it, and it was always something that I'd do a massive eye roll with as well, <laughs> um, especially the first, you know, first year or so. Yep, that's that sounds great in theory, but for me, not so much. But once I actually started. Um, doing uh, meditation is one of the things that i if i don't do in the mornings and even if it's just three minutes that's enough but if i don't do it i can become you know an irritable rage monster throughout the day and i'm so off balance um so i start by giving myself some white space before i plug into the rest of the world in the morning um and where possible i've now got a uh, ten-week-old, so sometimes it's feeding, settling him first, mm, yeah. and yeah, doing my med- meditation. But it's generally the cornerstone of of my morning, um, and then from there, it's whatever else I can squeeze in. But um, just being being present with my kids, and it's very easy to um, slip into the whole. Oh, this is this is our kind of daily routine. This is all the things we have to get done. Um, especially when you know in the back of your head you've got a hundred business things to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's really trying to pull yourself back in the little moments, and instead of getting frustrated in having to read the same book for the tenth time, when you know you in your head you're thinking productivity and all your little ones want to do is connect with you. It's being able to pull yourself back in those moments and just go, whatever doesn't get done today, doesn't get done. Or I'll pull a few extra hours this afternoon to get it done because your kids are only that age for so long. Mm. So yeah, really just being present with as much as you can. And obviously it doesn't work every day because that's life. But as much as you can, it's, trying to anchor yourself more in the moment and realize that your little people are there and they need your emotional connection more than probably anything else you can provide.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's so true. So what do you feel like your biggest challenge has been as, you know, while you're balancing both being uh, a mom and, you know, a business owner?
0: Yeah, it was definitely the... And I say balance loosely because <laughs> I really believe you can ever have ever have balance as they like to define it but um, fi- finding that that balance I guess um, and to me that looks like when I'm with my kids I'm truly present with my kids and when I'm with my business I'm truly present with that um, because i I tried the whole you know 50 50 kind of scenario and that that didn't work for me the other people that can get that to work i think that's absolutely brilliant but to me it just it just didn't work um, so the hardest thing was um, was time and with my um, clients as well that's one of the three massive things that stops them from taking action is is time is the first one it's time money and then some kind of fear self belief limiting of view, but it's time and money are the two that are always there, and personally, time was probably the one that I struggled with the most, starting out um, yeah yeah that that was my that was my biggest struggle of where where do I put my attention, where needs it most
1: yeah, that is a really tough one i mean i don't have kids, but I still have a tough time not getting, like, getting out of work mode to spend time with my husband because, you know, I love what I do, and sometimes my brain just wants to work, 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 but I realize, no, I need to, you know, shut the door on that and go be present with my spouse. It's it's tough, but I'm glad that you found some sort of balance to kind of root you in that and yeah. ground you.
0: It's definitely, and... Um, yeah, as we were talking about before, um, being in that state of flow, it's so easy to just want to stay connected to that. But if you want a, a harmonious home life, then it's just I don't find that very doable. It's, I kind of run my, um, run my business and life, I guess, on a bit of a structure to make sure that whatever I've done I can, I can drop. And then I know where I've, I know where I've left it. So when I come back, even though you kind of lose momentum, if you stop, Mm. um, I'll always, always know where I left it off. And that's, that's very much not an old me thing. I used to just fly by the seat of my pants. So it's something that over time I've actually got off my husband and he looks at me now and kind of laughs because (laughs) everything that I told him was, you know, he's, spreadsheet obsessed he's in the IT world so he's spreadsheet obsessed and super organized and I used to be this kind of just fly in, get whatever I got done done and then you know try la 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 did whatever whatever I felt I needed to do in my heart and in my gut and I did that and moved on to the next thing whereas now it's as soon as the kids arrived that for me that just had to change and I had to be more about kind of process and structure. And that's, it's kind of been my, it sounds boring, but it's been my saving grace.
1: Hmm. I'm sure that, that girl that fly by the seat of seat of her pants girl is still in there somewhere though. Cause you have to have a little bit of balance in a relationship to so someone needs yeah, to be the one right. who, you know, pushes you a little bit. Cause that's how my husband and I are like, I'm a little bit more like, whatever it'll work out and he's like no we have to have a plan yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yep. yeah around around business it's plan and well apart from all the creative aspect of it I guess there's always the yeah it's a 50 50 I'd say these days but definitely definitely a lot more than it used to be it's it's changed my life it sounds dramatic but it's organization has changed my life and yeah it's huge yeah, it's, it's it's what's made it manageable and it's not always easy some days obviously I just don't go to plan at all and I don't get anything done because of if one of the kids is teething or something like that like it doesn't always it doesn't ensure everything goes to plan but it provides that structure there for you on the days where things don't go to plan so you know exactly kind of exactly what you've missed out on doing so you're not racking your brain thinking I knew I had to do a hundred things but I didn't get anything done but I can't remember what those hundred things were it leaves you there with that list of okay well this is what I can roll over this is what I can let go and I think to me structure it's a bit of a weird paradox but structure is a type of freedom I think if you can Kind of have that support there have that structure there it gives you gives you a sense of support and something to fall back on on those days where things don't go according to plan mm.
1: yeah, I like that so are you a to do list person or how do you organize yourself
0: yeah very much a to do list person now um, I kind of do a um, do a bit of a when it comes to my personal um, personal life and the things that i have to do i kind of use a bit of a triage system of if i didn't do this thing what would make me the most bonkers and that kind of that kind of takes the top of the hierarchy whatever keeps me kind of emotionally stable and um and present for my kids is one of the top um goes straight to the top of the list and then when it's business um I um, follow kind of um, the, the strategy of planning your big rocks first. So Stephen Covey's um, mm-hmm. analogy of, of your big rocks. So if, you've got, if you think of your week as an empty jar um, or an empty container and you have all of these little tasks which are pebbles and you have to fill up this container. If you're not careful, you could fill up, fill up your container with, with all of your pebbles and still be left with all of these big rocks, which are your important tasks, which don't fit in. Um, whereas what he what he preaches, I guess, is to plan your big rocks or put your big rocks in first for the week, make sure that you've got them scheduled somewhere or that you can work around them, and then fill the rest of the container with your with your pebbles or with the things that ideally you'd like to get done but if they don't happen, then it's not a disaster, and that's kind of that's kind of how I work um, the business. So things like the client calls, creating content, and networking, or reaching out to um, to clients or to people I want to work with, I guess are my three big things that I have to get done each week.
1: Nice. That seems like a really good uh, way to think about it. I had never heard that rocks analogy, so I like that.
0: Yeah. Once I heard that, I thought, "Oh, that's that's a perfect kind of visual. I can get my head around that. It's not-
1: <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you love about working with your clients? Like, what really like sets your soul on fire?
0: The biggest thing is is seeing the realization of when they realise that it is actually possible for them to follow their dreams because so often you kind of have that small belief there that, you know, that little voice that says, oh, yeah, I think it's probably possible. But then when they see that even not just from an energetic perspective but practically it's possible for them, that's probably one of uh, the biggest things that lights me up when they see that it's it's definitely more than possible Um, that it'll take work obviously but that they can see that it's something that they can actually write down on paper and make a plan for and um, start taking action that that realization even though it's kind of just the start of the journey to me that's absolutely huge because I remember um, when when that was me and when um, like I would I would dream for months and months and months of, yeah, I'm going to leave my job and just wouldn't do it because I couldn't see practically, like I believed in myself, but I couldn't, there was still the practical side of me that was saying, Oh, but how do you, how are you going to get around this? And what are you going to do here? Um, So the minute that that all shifted and I could actually see practically as well, that it was possible was, was massive. So I love seeing that in clients.
1: Yeah, it is huge. Cause I mean, I just started doing mindset work um, last year and the difference it made in my life and my soul and the belief in myself was just massive. Cause once you kind of take those like old beliefs and say, no, you're over, bye. You just, you become a different person.
0: That's it. And yeah, it, it took a while for me to realize it's, the old um, saying of your beliefs are just thoughts that you tell yourself Mm. over and over again. And it's absolutely true. And once you learn to kind of rewrite the story that you have going on in your mind, it opens up a world, literally a world of possibility um, when you start to finally back yourself um, and realise that I think the biggest thing is a lot of mums or a lot of parents in general, a lot of people in general, feel like they have to follow the prescribed rules and that because it's proven to work for, you know, umpteen amount of people, the mm. old do your nine to five, you know, head down, tail up, work hard, get your house, your, your future will be sorted. You know, that kind of mentality mm. is is safe for a lot of people Um, and they just feel that if they don't do it that way, then, you know, you're setting yourself up for risk and for a lot of people it's just, it's something that they don't ever see that they could make possible and so because they think that it won't be because they won't go to the ends of the earth to kind of make it happen um so once i think mindset is one of the the most important things to work on when you're trying to when you're trying to change your life even if you're not trying to change your life if you're just trying to um better love the one you have mindset work is absolutely huge
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like I won't shut up about it to everybody. I'm like, have you done mindset work? Do you do affirmations? Do you have a journal? And people are like, we don't care. Like, stop talking about this. You will. (laughs) If you just did it, you would care. um, So do you have any advice for a woman listening who might want to start her own business or, you know, get started with mindset work or any of that?
0: Yeah um so when it comes to um I'll just quickly touch on on the time thing because it is one of the biggest kind of pain points that I see with my clients is one of the number one reason they don't take action is is time they tell themselves that they don't have enough time or more so that they also feel guilty about about taking time they see any time that and I, felt, I fell into this trap as well, that any time they focused on themselves or their business, um, they, were, they were actively taking time from their family. Mm. Um, so getting over that, the whole I don't have time, um, is a massive shift to make. Um, and it's, as, as mums, we don't have any less time than anybody else Um, And it's a bit of a polarising viewpoint, I know, but we don't have any less time than anyone else and we can't actually create more time. So it's less about time management and more about time ownership. Um, Taking absolute control of the time that we do have and what we do with that time um, is the biggest thing and not jumping on the busy bandwagon. Um, because another trap we can often fall into is defining how we parent or even how we're going in a daily life if you're not parents by how busy we are, um, how much we can do as well as keep our kids alive, that kind of thing. And it just sets us up for a whole lot of overwhelm and frustration. Um, so, yeah, just take, taking ownership of your time is an absolute massive one. And the way you can do that is by prioritising um, prioritizing everything, basically. Planning, so doing the whole, planning your big rocks first and finding out your why. Your why is the cornerstone. It's what fuels and supports everything you do. So why is it important to you? Um, and if it's specifically related to um, delegating your time, Um, and things like being organised, why is it so important for you to control your time? Is it so you can have more time with your kids and play and travel and do all the fun things? Is it so you can be more productive, so you achieve more at work or at your business and increase your wage? So you can do things like send your kids to private school. Um, having, Having your why clearly, clearly defined that you can fall back on, um... Is massive to help you through the times where you just think, "Oh, this isn't working," or "This is too much effort," or um, whatever it is, whatever kind of limiting thought pops up along the way. Um, knowing clearly, clearly knowing your why is absolutely vital. I think.
1: Mm. Yeah, that is so true. It really is. If you don't know who you're speaking to or why you're doing what you're doing, you will not succeed as a business owner.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you to work with you, how can they do that?
0: Um, They can probably um, the most high touch way or where I'm, um, where I'm at most is my Facebook group. Um, And it's called the motivated mama collective. Um, And you can, yeah, you can just search the Motivated Mama Collective um, in the Facebook search there and that's where I'm probably most active in my group or um, on my Instagram um, and my handle is just Kavanaugh underscore. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I gave you the links, didn't I, Melody? No yes, ideas.
1: you did, yep.
0: uh, <laughs> but,
1: yep, well, Yeah, Instagram the
0: socials is where I'm at usually. hmm I, do, I have a website as well, but um, when it comes to connecting and kind of offering my own experience and things, it's, it's a mix between Facebook and Instagram. I'm kind of 50-50 there. I can't decide which one I love most, so I mm-hmm. thought I'll do
1: both. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I hope that everybody enjoys hearing a little bit about your life and your business and getting to know you better
0: wonderful thank you so much for having me it's been great
1: yeah well thank you guys for listening and until next time we'll see you bye thank you for joining me for the biz babes with soul podcast don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends to learn more about me melody spencer and the show please visit swiftlysocial.com